It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. I am Jason Squires, and welcome to the next episode of The Table. Um, I am excited about today. I'm excited about our conversation that we have with Matt McCoy from Loop Community. Um, our topic this month is talking about taking what you have and making it awesome. And what I mean by that is you might have an entire band with full of volunteers and production. You also might not play an instrument, have no volunteers, and, you're, and you know you're calling us to lead worship. And no matter what place you are in ministry, we want to spend this next month resourcing that. And we want to help you guys take what you have and make it awesome and make, keeping worship the main thing. Today's conversation um, with Matt, he dives into um, the ability to use tracks and how to do that and what that can mean for you at your church. So uh, let's, let's jump right in. This is Matt McCoy from Loop Community. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table Podcast. I'm Jason Squires, uh, the Director of Mentorship for Worship Leader Magazine, and I am joined today by Matt McCoy. How's it going, Matt? Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, of course. I, like, I'm, I love conversations, and I love, I'm excited about today's conversation. Um, our big, we're in a new month, and our, um, our big picture uh, topic is on... Um, on how to make things, how to make what you have awesome. And I was like, there's nobody better to do this than the guy who does loops and, and tracks. Tell us about you. They help. Yeah. Tracks help a little bit. I, um, <laughs> my, uh, yeah. So my name's Matt from, uh, I live in Chicago with my wife and two kids and I've been a worship leader most of my life. Uh, you know, I started leading worship when I was 12, 13 in a youth group and I've been leading worship ever since. Um, been on staff at a bunch of different churches. You know, my dad was a pastor of vineyard churches, so I grew up in the in church planning. So we would start churches, you know, in setting up in a school auditorium or in a community center. So I had a lot of experience in you know the church planning world, but then I've also been on staff at churches that are you know mega churches, like large thousands of people. So I feel like it's given me a really good kind of idea of all different sizes of churches and the different challenges that churches face. Um, so I've been leading worship most of my life. That's what brought me actually out here to Chicago. Um, I was, uh, I got a job right up, right out of college leading worship at Willow Creek and then moved to a church called Harvest Bible Chapel. And, um, yeah. And I started Loop Community 12 years ago and I've been doing that ever since. 12 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 12 years ago, huh? 12 years. It, yeah. That's That's crazy. Like, tell us about that. Tell us about the start of Loop Community. Like, why yeah. did you decide, like, what got you excited about that? And like, why, why did you launch that company? Yeah. So I started using tracks in the early 2000s, like 2001, 2002. 
when I started using tracks, no one was running tracks, at least in the church world. I think there were maybe five worship leaders that I could maybe find online. And back then, the internet was a very different world than it is now. There were no really places of worship leaders who were using tracks. So like, if you were to find other people doing it, it would be in a web forum somewhere and they'd be disguised under some sort of strange username like skater guy eight you know that's right such a different world now does that predate myspace i think that predates myspace yeah i think that was that was like right before my i think that was right when myspace was pretty big okay it predates predates facebook of course yes right crazy um so it was hard to find tracks because first of all there were hardly anybody doing it uh, the people who were, were running tracks, everybody was just making their own tracks. And uh, so I started Loop Community uh, because, you know, growing up in church plants, I knew that tracks were a huge help, a huge resource for a church that maybe is lacking volunteers. You know, church plants are missing musicians. They don't have a bass player or the, or the bass player they do have, you know, doesn't show up because they went to their grandma's funeral or something. And, you know, I mean, you're kind of scrapping by, like you got to make it happen with what you've got. And tracks were a way I knew that could help help these smaller churches to be able to have a good sounding uh, worship time. And I, lo- I fell in love with tracks because I always personally was really interested in technology. My whole life I've been very interested in technology. And I loved leading worship. And when I figured out that I could somehow lead worship from an acoustic guitar and have my computer on stage with me, it lit me up. Like I was yeah. so pumped about that. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life <laughs> yeah. doing this, like leading worship and creating technology that you can use in worship. And uh, yeah, it's, and it's been such a fun journey. So like, it's wild. It's been so cool to watch it over the years grow. Um, as far as watching, and I'm talking about the, the idea of using tracks and worship, because it's been, you know, I watched it grow from like 10 churches using tracks and worship to thousands every single weekend. You know, there's thousands and thousands of churches that use tracks every single week. And the technology has gotten better. Um, you know, it used to be pretty complicated to use tracks, and now it's very easy. Um, it's funny because I feel like less and less, uh, there's less people interested in learning how to use tracks only because there's more people actually using them. They know how to use them. Like when we first started doing trainings back in 2012 or so, we would do Ableton live trainings online, live streams, and there would be hundreds of people in attendance at these things because worship leaders were just craving learning how to, uh, just to learn how to use this technology in worship. And it's become such a popular thing and it's been cool to watch, but that was really the heart behind it of like, I'm coming at it from a perspective of church plants who are lacking volunteers. And also I know that church plants and smaller churches don't have huge budgets. You know, it looks like front, if you look at Instagram, it, it feels like almost every church is a huge mega church, but that's actually not the case. The majority of churches are very small. <laughs> majority of churches are 200 people. If that. And um, budgets are not always there. And so I wanted to make technology that was easy to use and affordable to help churches who are lacking volunteers to actually have a worship sound. So that's why I started Loop Community. 
That's amazing. Did you ever see it growing into what it is now? Never. Was the was it kind of like meant to be small, but kind of just took off? Or what is your? I mean, everybody starts company. Yeah. Hopes they grow, but like, what is? What was kind of your like long term thought with it? It's a good question because uh, we put the word community in the name. Because I thought it would always kind of stay small, like a, a community that's kind of very tangible. Like even maybe we'd grow to like 100 worship leaders, 200 worship leaders. Yep. And that's kind of manageable, you know. But anyone who's also running a church or has started a church, you know, when you start passing the 500 mark, 1,000 people mark, it gets harder. Community, the stakes of community are, first of all, never more. Uh, sorry, let me say that again. The stakes of community have never been more important but it's also so hard to build community at that size. Yep. And uh, no, I never saw it growing to the size we're at now. And we've had to been, be very intentional about how do we actually really uh, keep the community aspect? Because we don't ever want to be just an online web store where people are just buying stuff. We really want it to be, I've always kind of called it social commerce. Like it's a place you can commerce, like you can buy things, but... Yep. There's also the social element of it. And that's where the community aspect is really important for us. Because a lot of worship leaders are very lonely, I think, as you know. And a lot of times you might think that you're alone. You The problems you're dealing with, you know, a lack of volunteers is maybe something specific to your church. Or maybe like an argument you have with your church accountant where they're asking you, like, why are you spending so much on tracks or whatever. You might feel like that that's just you, but actually that's a lot of churches like there's a lot of churches facing the same issues. And especially now with COVID, you know, churches all over the world are facing a lot of the same issues. And so we're trying to bring the community together, conversations where you just don't feel alone. And more people are more open to learning technology too, if they do it in community, because it can be intimidating to think yeah. oh, totally. you have to learn a whole new set of technology. <laughs> Because people are like, hey, I just want to lead worship. I don't want to focus on my computer and controllers. Yeah. And that's at Loop Community, what we're really passionate about is making it easy so that you don't have to think about it. Because you really should be thinking about leading worship. Um, so everything we do at Loop Community is all about how do we make using tracks simple and how do we make it affordable? Oh, I love that. I love, I love the community aspect of it. And I love the accessibility and the... Um, it's not, you're not, you, you, you see that and realize that that's a thing and not like some far off, everybody can, you can handle it. You can, cause you understand things obviously as like the guy who develops things, you understand it on a whole nother level than the, than the end user. And so um, right. I, I love that. I love that. So this month, um, we are talking about like taking what you have in worship, like in my state, when I say taking what you have, I mean, the, the, the scenario that you're given, um, whether it's you or a full band or, you know, you may not even play an instrument, but you're, you know, you're not, you know, you're calling us to lead worship and volunteers, like you mentioned a minute ago, are, are lacking. Um, like, so it's, I want to talk through this a little bit. Like it, if my pastor says, bring the energy, but I'm just one, like, I'm just one person, like how can tracks help that scenario? Like how, how can... How can tracks be a be a, uh, a a resource to to this conversation where it's like I don't I'm by myself I don't even know I don't I, I may not even play an instrument but like I need to I my pastor's like it's time to bring the energy it's time to you know what might yeah. seem like unattainable like how how can how can Loop Community be a part of that process? 
Totally. That's the beautiful thing about tracks is that it can help any church of any size, whether you've got no band, like it's just you, or you've got a full band with an orchestra and everything, you can use tracks. Like this applies to churches of all sizes. And, you know, let's just take the example of it's just you, like maybe you're just an acoustic guitar player and you don't have anybody at your church. You don't have a piano player. You don't have a drummer, nothing, no bass. Your pastors want you to bring the energy or at least I think probably what the pastor is meaning by that, by bringing the energy is not like, let's have, you know, a full on huge production, you know, light show and <laughs> maybe not even like full band, but I think there is a vibe. There's a feel that you can create with using tracks that, cause you may not want to actually put a full backing track behind you. That's a full band as you're playing that might feel awkward like if you're up there with an acoustic guitar and like there's a full band behind you in tracks it might feel very karaoke-ish yeah. but there's a way to use tracks tastefully in a way that brings the energy but also keeps things real to what your church is the reality of the situation so for example i was at a church actually visiting my wife and i were visiting a new church plant in our town actually that um, we've been really excited about coming and it just launched a couple weeks ago and we went this past Sunday and there was a worship leader on stage and it was just a guy playing acoustic guitar and there was a guy back behind him playing piano but I heard other things going on I heard a shaker there was no one on stage playing a shaker yep. I heard a pad which could have been the keyboard player, but I don't think it was because he was really playing some very like, specific parts. There was like a, there was some pad, like a drone pad sound. There was a tambourine. And then I heard he was doing Glorious Day. And I heard like this like kick drum that wasn't like a kick, but like more of like a, <clears throat> like an electronic beat. And those were all tracks that he was playing with. He was using like an electronic kick, some shaker, a tambourine. And if you use tracks tastefully, it can help elevate the energy. That's what your pastor means when he's like, bring the energy. Yeah. Where if it would have just been him on an acoustic guitar, it would have been fine. But those other elements kind of just helped bring the, the energy, the, the feel, the vibe of the song like up where there's, you feel like there's something to clap along to. And so that's a great thing about tracks is you can use it to enhance what you've already got. I always tell people never use tracks don't, re don't replace people. And what I mean by that is don't replace, like, don't say, well, we don't have a piano player at our church and we're never going to have a piano player at our church. So we're just going to use a piano track because a piano track is perfect every time. Because <laughs> yep. yeah, it might be perfect every time, but you're also removing a volunteer position from someone. And I would in instead use tracks as a replacement in the sense of our piano called in, our piano player called in sick. And we need a piano, so we're going to use a track. That's huge. But it's not a permanent thing. My job is still then to go find someone to play piano at our church. You never want to replace people with tracks. Um, I was playing at a church once. I was leading worship at a church once. Um, we were doing this as Amazing Grace. And uh, I looked back at the piano player and I said, can you, can you play the lead line? You know, and, um, yeah. and, and she was like, I, the the worship yeah. leader puts it in the track all the time. And, and I, so I don't even know it. And I was like, well, that's crazy. You're a seasoned piano player. Um, yeah. And I walked over 
took 30 seconds, played my guitar, showed it to her, and she played it. And then after the service, she came to me like in tears. And she was like, nobody's ever empowered me to do something like that. And I was like, ah, ah, you're big, you're missing yeah. the point here. Like this is, yeah. So like you said, to your point, like never yeah. replace, never replace people. It should, should, it should add to what you're doing. Yeah. It's just a tool to enhance what you've already got going. Yeah. It's not to replace people because where does it stop? Right. You know, like. We could, it's about people. We could, we could, we could have a whole worship time without a worship leader, even. Why not just yep. play a track and play a CD or something and sing along to that? You could, but now, do you have, do you have, re, like, so if I'm, if I want to do this, like, I don't, um, I maybe get, I get, I get, uh, it's daunting to think about. I'm not, a, I don't create arrangements. Do you have any type of resources that are, would like help, help this process where someone could go, you know, I know you guys yeah. do a lot with video and tutorials. I mean, is there, is there a place that we could see some of those things? Yeah, yeah. So first, yeah, you can see tons of uh, YouTube tutorials we've made on our YouTube channel. If you go to youtube.com slash loop community, lots of videos there. Um, you could also start by going to tracksinworship.com. Tracksinworship.com will take you through. It's a course that I did on the basics of how to use tracks and worship tracksandworship.com um but i would say the cool thing about all of our tracks is that you can adjust the volume levels of what instruments you need so if you've got a drummer then you just turn the drums down don't use the drum track if you've got a bass player turn the bass down don't use a bass track uh if you have a piano player and i would really recommend this because i feel like a lot of times worship leaders end up using piano tracks with a real piano player there and it doesn't make the piano player feel good because <laughs> they're first of all they're competing with with a, a track but it also just doesn't make them feel like you trust them. It doesn't empower them. And that's what they're there for. So, but you can, what I'm saying is you can actually turn down the levels of all the tracks that you don't need, turn the piano down. But like, you know, there are a lot of songs now that have like very specific elements that maybe need to be played. But if you don't have someone on stage to play it, you could turn up the synth part for that line. So if that, if that lady wouldn't have been there to actually be able to play that This Is Amazing Grace lead line, you could yep. turn up the lead line for This Is Amazing Grace. Right. We have tracks called enhancement tracks. If you go to Loop Community and search for, well, if you just look up any song, you'll find tracks that we've done called enhancement tracks. And we called them enhancement tracks because that's what they're really meant to do. Enhance what you're already doing. Uh, not replacement tracks, just enhance. They're all electronic elements like shakers and tambourines and arpeggiators or like a dulcimer elements that most churches don't have someone really there to play <laughs> no one's bringing their dulcimer on sunday morning yeah That's a... yeah right yeah. it's all very unique stuff yeah um didgeridoo right although actually i don't think we have any tracks that have didgeridoo in them but oh, that, that's a good now. idea uh, i know we really should we're <laughs> we're majorly lacking there um so, yeah go ahead yeah, no, but check out those tracks because those are really meant to like enhance live elements that you've already got. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you talked about this a second ago, but I want to kind of bring it back. Um, so you talked about uh, what, like saying to the non-musician worship leader who's struggling to find volunteers, you talked about empowerment, and, yeah. which I think is a big, a big, a big thing. But like, what would you say to that non-musician? I specifically am targeting this non-musician because I know they, I know this person exists. Um, of saying like, I don't play anything, 
Like, I'm on stage by myself, and I literally don't have the ability to play. I can sing, I can lead, but, like, what, what would you say to that who's person who's, like, struggling to find, uh, to find volunteers? Like, it's a very common problem. Yes. So many churches have this. I was in a green room a month ago. At, I was guest worship leading at a church, and the conversation in the green room was they were all talking. They were like, how, you know, we're really lacking drummers, electric guitar players. What do we do? And they, they asked me, they're like, Matt, like, what did you guys do at your church at, at Harvest and Willow? And I was like, well, have you guys asked, like, have you made an announcement from stage and actually said, Hey, we have a need, like, we don't have any electric guitar players. If you play electric guitar or if you play piano, you know, email us. I was like, have you asked? And they're like, no, we never have. And it made me think like, okay, well, first those who ask not have not. And I think we need to just ask, first of all, make the announcement, like say something on stage in front of everybody to say, hey, you know what? We have a really neat, we have a need here for musicians. If you play an instrument, if you sing, you know, email this email address, you'll be amazed how many people I think would, would respond because they want people who are musicians want to use their gift. Yep. So ask, first of all. Second of all, I am all about, um, finding kids in the youth group who play instruments and pouring into them. And I think it's really close to my heart because that's what happened to me. The only reason I'm doing what I do right now is because of a guy named Micah who was at our church. He was probably at that time, you know, he was in his thirties. He was the worship leader at our church. And he saw me in a corner one time in like the youth room playing acoustic guitar. I had never led worship in my life. And he's like, Hey, you should come play with us on Sunday morning. And he just, he just included me. And that's all kids want, right? They just want to be included. They want to be involved. Uh, youth, like students, they have time more than anybody. <laughs> they have time to practice. They have time to serve. The other plus is that they're going to be with you for like five to six years. Like yep, they're going to yep. be like dedicated uh, volunteers. And I think we overlook them because maybe they're kids, but they're the future. And so I would say, if you really can't find anybody also like find, go to your youth group, talk to the kids. There's somebody who's taking piano lessons. There's someone yep. who's taking guitar lessons, yep. but they might be taking guitar lessons and learning like Led Zeppelin stuff, you know, like right. they might be, they, they, they may not even be thinking at all, or their parents who are getting them in those lessons aren't thinking at all. Like they could play worship music. And so you could be the voice that's like, Hey, you know what? Yeah, let's let's get you playing on Sunday morning yeah. with us. And it may not be awesome at the beginning, but the dividends of it later are going to pay back in full. Like they're going to be around for a long time. They're going to be committed. And also they're going to attract other people. You know, a kid sees his friend up there playing bass. He'd be like, hey, I want to I want to join. Yep. So. Those are a couple ways I'd get started. Oh, Just ask that. and then also find students to serve. I love that. I also see it could be a, a, a method of invite. If, if, you, like if, you're, if you're announcing it from stage and somebody in the crowd's like, I have a drummer friend who wants to come to church. And like, you could use that as an opportunity to go, hey, come to church. Come like you have a place to play and a place to connect. Like just an totally. opportunity for, for that to happen. I love it. Oh my gosh, I love that. Like it's, uh, it's such a need. Um, let's talk about implementing tracks um, because if you go from like never using it to using it uh, using tracks can be yeah. a, a daunting jump 
You know, I mean, yeah. especially if you've not, if churches, if you've never used click before and like, let's, so like practic practically, if I'm, if I'm thinking I want to jump into tracks, like walk me through the yep. like step into the process. Yep. So it's actually not as complicated as a lot of people think. And most of the gear that you need to do it, you already have. So most people have a iPhone or an iPad or a Mac laying around. Their church has one. All you need is a phone, an iPad, and I. You could even use an iPod, I think. <laughs> What's an iPod? Do they, no, I'm just do they still make iPod? I think they make iPods. Still. An iPod Nano. The, yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. Right. You just need. You, you probably already have one of those devices. And then, what you can do is you can download a free app that we have at Loop Community called Prime. Um, it's called Loop Community Prime. It's in the App Store. It's free. Just on your phone, on your iPhone, your iPad, whatever, download that app and you'll create an account. It's free to create an account. When you log in, you'll actually see a free track. There's like a demo track. I think it's Amazing Grace. It's actually a pretty cool arrangement of Amazing Grace, by the way. Uh, you can get Amazing Grace and you kind of just play with it and kind of get a feel of how the track, how the app works because you run all the tracks in the app. Then if you ever want more songs, like let's just say you're like, hey, you know what? We're going to be doing uh, Goodness of God this weekend. Then you can just go to loopcommunity.com and search Goodness of God, and you can buy that individual song. So it's not like a huge financial burden because, first of all, you probably already have the device that you need to run the tracks. The app itself is free. You just buy the individual songs as you need them. So you use the app to run the tracks. When, when you get the app, you'll see how it works. It's very, very basic. And if you need training on it, just go to tracksandworship.com. Um, but then to hook it up to your sound system, it's also very simple. All you need is a headphone cable. I wish I had one here. I'd show it to you. But you just need to buy on Amazon. You can just search for headphone to quarter inch. <laughs> and for like $8, you can buy a cable that goes from a headphone jack to two separate quarter inch cables. And all that's doing is it's taking your headphone jack, which is a stereo sig signal and splitting it into two. And in the app, we've done all the work for you. We panned the click and the band cues, like the guide voice that says verse two, three, four, we've panned that left. And then all the tracks are panned right. Awesome. So you can easily just plug it into a sound system using direct boxes or right into the snake or right into the board. However, your church system is, your, your sound team will know how to do that. And press play, and you're good to go. So <laughs> that's a very simplification of it, but it is yeah. pretty simple. It's just I think where it gets complicated is that just everybody's system setup is different. So it's it's not a one size fits all of how to actually set it all up. But is, someone's sound team would definitely know how to do it. Is the Loop Community app only iOS based? Yeah, currently it's only Apple okay. based. So you could use it on a Mac or I, iPad, iPhone. We hope to expand that though in the future. I mean, if we're if we're being honest, Apple is the chosen, yeah, the chosen device. I mean, if we're going to be honest with them, for sure in the United States. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. Ever ever you ever text somebody and it, it goes green and you're like, do they even have a phone? I don't. I know. know that's a real yeah, phone. like who am I texting? Like, where, yeah, where do they live? It's just in a real phone. Um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's awesome. So it's really uh, easy to do yeah. it. It's uh, but a lot of people stop because they think it's going to be complicated, and I promise you. It's not. So technology is daunting in and of itself. So it's like yeah. getting that process started is yeah. You know, yeah. That's yeah. And it, but like, what it can do is 
just, it's a huge benefit. I mean, I'm thinking about this church plant I was just at this past Sunday. It made a big difference just having just a couple really simple tracks. You know, he didn't have the full band like he's passion or something because they weren't, they weren't being someone they're not. You know, they know it's like a small church. There's a guy on an acoustic guitar. They were being true to who they are, but they were using technology to help enhance what they've already, what they already have. That's awesome. And it made a big difference. The energy in the room, it, it felt good. And you know what? Most people who aren't musical, who are standing in the congregation have no idea what's actually happening on stage. Like they're probably not thinking about the tracks. All they know is how it feels and sounds. Right. And most people can't put like a word to that. Like my mom would be like, oh yeah, it just sound like it just worship was so good, but she, she's not gonna be able to tell you, oh yeah, it's because the kick drum was like EQ, like the subwoofers were like dialed in really well and the kick was right in time. Most people can, aren't gonna be able to communicate that to you in that kind of way. But they feel it. There's something to it. And tracks helps you do that in a way that's very simple to do. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, uh, this podcast is called The Table. And uh, I think part of me is uh, I, conversation. I believe conversation happens over good food. Like it's, I mean, I, I like to eat. And, yep. um, me too. Like, so if I was to be invited over to the McCoy house for, for dinner, like what is... What do you, what, what is, what do you put on the table when, like, when someone comes over? Are yeah. You a, are you a grilling guy? Like, what, or do you, yeah. like, what is your, what, what is your, what is your meal of choice? My wife is an amazing cook. Um, and there's, I was trying to think through, you know, there's a couple of different meals that I think would be good, but I, what I would push for, um, you know, we're big Italian fans Ooh. here at the McCoy household. Um, we spent six months over in Italy and so we like ate a lot of pasta. Yeah. And so I, what I would push for is my wife makes this rigatoni pasta with like a tomato sauce that has spicy sausage in it. And then these homemade croutons, which actually, I don't know, like really how Italian that part is, but there's these like homemade croutons in them in it. That's like, they're like buttery and in the pasta kind of, dish. Yeah. Oh man. And it is so good. They're like, like olive oil butter kind of like crispy but also it's hard to describe these croutons but they're incredible oh i'm in that sounds delicious and then there's like a little bit of um i think it's spinach or something mixed in but it's like barely there yeah and it is it's an amazing pasta so i would for sure push for this rigatoni pasta yeah yeah oh my gosh that sounds that sounds amazing i want you to experience it jason it needs to happen that sounds really really good i'm hungry now if you if you come to Chicago, we'll have that. We'll make that happen. It's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Uh, so, as we kind of like wrap up today, tell tell us how we can connect with you, like connect with yeah. the community, connect with Matt, connect with all of the things that is Matt McCoy. For sure. So you could always just email me directly if you want to ask me specifically a question. Matt at loopcommunity.com is my email. That's and actually I, your email. That doesn't go to like a. Yep, that's uh, actually mine. Box. That's actually your email. Matt. That'll go right to me. I'd love to talk with you and. Um, help any way I can. Um, but if you want to learn more about Loop Community, go to loopcommunity.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all uh, just at Loop Community. It's, it's all there. Okay. And um, I would say start with the tracks um, in worship.com. Yeah. That'd be a good place to start as a course. What, what kind of commitment am I, if I go to tracks in worship, is that like a time commitment? Like, is that a, uh, what's kind of the commitment to um, the course? 
it's probably a, I think it's a 45 minute video that it takes you through. Okay. So it's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but you'll learn a very good overview of what you need to do to use tracks at your church, how to get the tracks, how to set it up, what hardware you need. And you'll feel comfortable then after that of how to implement it at your church. That's awesome. Awesome. So. I love it. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for joining us today and uh, speaking into this kind of big picture concept of like make, taking what you have and making it awesome. Um, I appreciate you and uh, all that you've brought to the church. Uh, thanks, man. Really launching the tracks into the church and um, kind of resourcing worship leaders. It's a big deal. And I, um, I, I, loved, I loved everything that you're talking about and everything that you're doing. So thanks so much for hanging out today. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It was good, good chatting. Uh, talk to you later. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today. If you liked what you heard today, would you like or subscribe to this podcast? Leave us a review, let us know um, how we're doing. And um, also follow us on Instagram at Worship Leader Podcast, also at Worship Leader. Um, and you can follow me at Jason underscore Squires. Would love to connect with you. Um, thanks again for tuning in today and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.